episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast hosted on the amazing ghostcultmagazine.com. Oh, wait, ghostcultmag.com. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? We really need to pre-record this thing. Point being, I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Dewar. Hello, and hello to Nick Cameron, who always tries to message me the second we start the podcast. There you go. Point being, Curtis, what are we talking about today? Uh, apparently something about circle jerks and uh, booking challenges is what you said. Yes. Now, now I want to clarify this, right? So we have our upcoming booking challenge. I wanted to talk about some of the stuff that we'd be getting into in the booking challenge, right? Yeah. One of the things I want to get into in the booking challenge is how scenes are sometimes their own worst enemy. How scenes are sometimes their own worst enemy? Explain this, Matt Bacon, because how okay. can a scene be its own worst enemy? Because some, because frequently even, <clears throat> you see bands who become popular on the internet, but yeah. do not, or when they say popular on the internet, they have a few, they have two or three friends in each city, mm-hmm. but they don't do the work necessary to get to go beyond the the two or three cool people in the scene in that city to actually grow. Or they get a shout out from someone at Stereo Gum and think they're rock stars now? Yes, exactly. And this, I think, is one of the places where bands booking themselves really screw up is that they think, oh, because I have three internet friends in San Jose, there's going to be 50 people at this show. Yeah, that's not, yeah. You know, and those three guys in San Jose might be really nice. You know, they probably are really nice. Are they going to be able to be there on that particular night and that particular show? Well, here's one thing I want to point out is that PR does not replace advertising or direct contact. Exactly. And this is what I wanted to touch on. Like, just to clarify it, and I know Matt's probably going to go off on this in a second, but just to clarify, like, if you get really good PR and you get reviews in, like, 200 places – you still have to back that up with other actions. Like the PR doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have sold out shows. And that's something that's commonly misunderstood by people. There's other actions that have to dovetail with it. So you could have the greatest PR in the world and you could be featured at Stereo Gum, Noisy, Pitchfork, Rolling Stone, the whole nine yards, and then still have like maybe five people show up to your shows because you're not promoting your actual show. And you weren't doing any actions like making the album available for people to purchase or you weren't advertising. There's all sorts of fucking things that can go wrong. Sorry, exactly. go ahead. And that, that's, that's basically what I was trying to get at, right? Is that like, it's cool that you're cool on Facebook and it's cool that, you know, maybe you've got some cool reviews, but like, have you actually attained some sort of critical mass? And so often bands go on tour before they attain any sort of critical mass. And what you were saying just now that was really important, I think, and I want, I want to double down on that, right? Is that getting a lot of reviews does not mean that suddenly you're a big band. Not at all, but it helps to give the perception and it also helps to get more people interested, but it's like Absolutely. any form of marketing, 
it has to be repeated and it has to be followed up. Like, for example, if you don't, like uh, Raquel the other day when she was on our show, she mentioned about how she gets her bands to direct message all the people on her, uh, on, I think it was Twitter, the day, or Instagram rather, the day that a new song or album drops and direct message them with a link. Like, that's fucking heavy contact. And, and if they have like 2,000, 3,000 fans, it's a lot of work, but they, they probably get like 5% of those people actually clicking the link. You know what I mean? Or even 10 probably. So, but that's but it's a not a spam. That's, that's trying to cultivate a personal relationship with each of them. And this is with someone who's already liked or followed you, right? So, like, you got to realize that being successful in anything takes a little bit more than what you think. It's like, if you think it's going to take something to get something done, like it's going to take this amount of effort, you might want to double, triple, quadruple, or 10 times that, and then you'll probably make what you're thinking. You know what I mean? Like one thing, a lot of people go, well, why did Matt get 7,000 followers on Instagram? And why doesn't, uh, um, I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but there's other people that have tried to do what he's done in the last year and they're not succeeding. And the reason why is because he is insane with the amount of action that he takes. Like, no, I thought it was because I was the most attractive one doing it. <laughs> well, maybe you are, that could be it. But, but I mean, regardless, the, the reason the real reason why is even if like i mean if, if there was a dude that was like totally ripped looked like tom cruise in his 20s and was doing what you did he still wouldn't get seven thousand fans right away unless he took the same amount of action you took they just wouldn't you know what i mean or I, I, i'm legitimately curious actually and I, like i'm not trying to suck my own i mean i'm this is kind of like auto gratification but also like genuine curiosity what do, as an outsider looking in who kind of understands my process really well what did you what do you think were the steps I took that differentiate that made this work the most? And then I'll tell you the steps I feel made the most difference. But I want to hear your perspective first. Well, I think it's that you took a lot of action. That's really all I did. But what kind of action? Because that, that's that's you what did, people are not are gonna ask. Well, you did like everything you did. You went and you did massive follows, you did massive likes, you did massive direct messages, you did massive content. Like just to put it in perspective, like um punk rock MBA guy, right? Um, I think you have more followers than him now, or do you not? I do not know. You do not? Okay. But he but also, just, we were neck and neck, and then he, like, got someone cool to shout him out, which I don't but, I don't begrudge by any any stretch of the imagination. But just, I'm just, just saying, but, like, he's but, 40 and has better connections than I do. Well, this is what I was just going to say. He's written for Terrorizer. He's written for Decibel. He's written for Metal Sucks. I mean, you got Metal Injection, but you do not have the connections that he does. And no. he's probably just – and you guys are probably – around the same well-known i would say no he's general. significantly better known than i am do you think so i don't oh, know yeah. about that oh yeah i, I yeah. don't know about that okay well you can say that but I, i'm not 100 well in the metal community i mean not in like general rock i'm talking just in the metal community i think you guys are both both as well known just but correct me if i'm wrong but the thing is is that um he's been doing this for what 10 years before you and not you really metal I mean, I mean, he's been, he's been involved in music for many, since the 90s, yes. Well, that's what I mean. It's like he's been involved in all these things for years, and he knows pretty much everyone. And you've started, like, you're, what, 22 years old, 21 years old? 20, 23, Curtis. Thank you very but, much. But still, my point is, is that you've made, like, you pretty much, I mean, you might not have caught up to him, but you're, and you might not be quite equal, but you're making headway on him, even though you barely, you haven't been doing this very long. Sure. And that's important to realize, right? Is like you underestimate what you can do in a year or sorry, you overestimate what you can do in a year and you underestimate what you can do in a decade. Yes. Right. 
Um, this all being said, but again, this ties into the right, but, but again, okay. So, and this is what I want to explain to people. And this is one of the big takeaways of the booking challenge is people don't understand that when I wanted to grow, I literally, I still do this. Every once in a while, I literally go through every single page who follows me and DM everyone who has more followers than I do and say, Hey, do you watch my bacon spit series? If so, can I run, can I run one on your page? Yeah. And most people say no, but every once in a while, um, you know, someone says yes. And that person is, I don't know, Trevor, the weak thumbed guy from black Dahlia murder. Like, no, no. But you know, and like, I, I'm making fun, but like, but like that's serious, right? Is like, yeah. that's where you differentiate. Um, you know, and I, and again, I think that and people don't understand, you know, like I, someone the other day was not understanding, didn't realize that like, I have like, I'm one of the higher ranking people in black metal in North America. <laughs> like, what does that mean? You're one of the higher ranking? Like, like I signed Zaster. Like, Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like I've worked with enslaved. Like I, in terms what of like big wigs, you mean? Like, I mean, like, I'm not like the one top the 10 guys, but I'm not, but I'm like, I've got, well, in North America, there's nobody. So you're probably yeah, in the top no, but, but like people in North America know who I am in black metal. But like a lot of these stoner. But there's rock nobody guys, in North America that does black metal. Thank you, so Curtis. Okay. You're welcome. A lot, of these, a lot of these stoner rock guys had no clue about that. Simultaneously, a lot of the black metal guys have no clue about the stoner rock stuff. Exactly. Um, which I think is funny, you know. Um, but like, but again, this is where mass follow-up and again, being out there really matters because like, Look at like it's the same thing when so many bands who don't go to shows complain to me about no one going to their shows, and I'm like, well, you get out what you put in. If you don't put in going to shows, why is anyone gonna go to your show? You know who's a really good example from a few years ago that really embodies like someone that took a lot of action to get known in the scene really quickly and very had a very similar trajectory to you is Kim Kelly. I, mean, I was gonna say praise him. But yes, well, for uh, well, for similar to what you do is her because she, sure. I mean, because she basically wrote for anybody and she wrote a zillion articles and she would and she got into PR. She did basically everything she could. And she, you know, just went insane with the amount of action she took. Yeah. And and I was actually talking about this with someone the other day, like say what you will about the impact she has had on the culture and metal. But it's yeah. crazy to me that like one woman who hasn't who wasn't even 30 by the time dude she's not even 30 yet or no i think she just turned 30. i think she just turned 30 but yeah. like regardless like yeah. that one woman by the age of 29 30 could like have that huge of an impact on something as long-standing as metal right yeah. like yeah. that's pretty crazy to me you know what i mean um and she started when she was like 15 or 14 yeah so you yeah but like I, but i just i just want to point that out right is that like you know, is that like, don't think that because it's some established thing, you know, you can, like, it's, it's weird how things work, but simultaneously, it's going to take more time than you think. And it's going to take more outreach than you think. And I think that a lot of people, you know, again, you see this all the time where someone has their internet friends, you know, but and internet, making internet friends is crucially important to getting shows booked. Yeah. But, you know, you got to be very, very careful in your execution here because yeah. it's a circle jerk. And because so often, like, you see this all the time in, like, you know, especially in Stoner Rock because there's sort of this larger online Stoner Rock community. Mm -hmm. 
and that's really cool and I'm about it, but like the issue quickly becomes <clears throat> the issue quickly becomes okay, there's these people online, but there's not that many more of them in real life. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like well, they're not in their area necessarily. Yeah. The problem is no, but well, it's like I had a buddy who went to a festival and he was like, yeah, it was a great festival, met a bunch of cool people, et cetera, et cetera. But I looked around and I was like, is everyone here just in a band? And the answer is yes. Like, like that's the problem with a lot of these scenes, right? Is like, if you're just a band playing to other band members and it's not like, prog metal or something i was just gonna say <laughs> which is like sort of a separate thing yeah you know like, like just need to think, yeah you need to yeah but yeah well but that's like music for musicians that's different yeah right? if you're trying to address a mainstream audience and you're or a bigger audience and your audience is only people in bands well that's not really a financially viable audience <laughs> yeah you know just as an, just as an aside um you, you want to make sure that you're doing a lot of the action all of the time, not just doing it once and then going flat out for like a day or two or a week and then not doing anything. Or months. Or months and then speeding up and then nothing. You know what I mean? It's always got to be consistent at a consistent level. Like minimally, you want to be doing posts once a day. You want to be always reaching out to someone well, at least once a day, if not more. You know what I mean? So it's, I mean, here's the thing you got to realize is 99.9% .9 of the people that do really well in the music industry or any industry for that matter work their fucking ass off and they're not out partying. They're not taking days off. They're staying up late. They're getting up early and they're doing like, so much shit and that's why they made it it's not like fluke most of the time sometimes it is but i mean 99.9% .9 of the time you got to realize that the guys that make it into a certain position in any industry got there because of the fact that they like were insane with the amount of action they took and they just basically said fuck everything else and they just went all in it's not like luck or anything like that right and a lot of times the guys that do that are some of the least fucking talented people ever like look at nickelback everybody says they hate nickelback but what are they sold? Like 100 million albums around the world? Because Chad uh, worked his fucking ass off for years and years and years and years. And to my understanding, he still does. You know what I mean? So same thing with Twisted Sister. They did the exact same thing. They would go play bars almost. I think it was like every single night, if I'm not mistaken. Multiple sets back in the day, too. Yeah, in the 70s. And they were like competing with Kiss at one point. In the 70s, well, they were a club band, and Kiss was like a big band, is my under was my understanding, and they were still competing with them. And they none of them drank or did drugs, and they were playing bars every fucking night, multiple sets, and they were doing everything they could to try to sell the beer and everything for the owners, so that way they could get more money. All right, so you know, it's you you kind of got to think of all the actions that you got to take, right? So I mean there's so many examples of it. I mean, even like Axl Rose is like an in, insane with the amount of work he put in with, with guns and roses. Yes. They did a lot of partying and drugs. Axl, to my understanding, didn't get into it as much as everyone else, but it was like, he, I mean, just he was worked, kind worked, of a worked, worked. heroin addict. Duff McKagan is the one that it together. Duff McKagan was the one that together. Okay. I thought, I thought, I, well, I know Axl did a lot of work. My understanding was he wasn't as bad as the rest of them, but my, I could be mistaken. But either way, I mean, they've worked a fucking lot, even though they were like, you know, fall on your face fucking addicts, right? So, you know, 
I mean, just basically you got to kind of keep that in mind. So if you want to book a show or you want to get yourself on a podcast or anything like that, you got to be doing a hell of a lot more than what you're currently doing. Yeah. Pause and we're going to teach you how to do it with our upcoming booking challenge. challenge. Well, there's going to be two tiers though. There's going to be the one well, tier. Which well, is not, the not, uh, not this time around. Cause Oh, we're not doing the two tiers. Um, okay. Well, just cause I don't want to, unless you want to reach out to people again. Now let's fucking just keep it like this then. Okay, I thought we were doing two this time. Um, okay, so what we're going to do is it's going to be simplified. So if you go like, well, fuck, I don't have time to do all this. Fine. Do it anyways. I mean, here's the thing is you got to realize that if you want to actually get anything done is you got to do the action. So it's better to put in some action than no action, but you're not going to be getting anything at scale unless you start doing like a lot of things. We're going to be teaching you in simple, easy steps. But the thing is, is if you want to get like results at scale is you'll have to be doing a lot more effort than what we tell you to put in. What we tell you to get, get done, will get your results. But if you want to get like that big result, you're going to have to put in a lot more action. But it's still there. It's still there. And it's still going to be, it's going to, and again, this time, you know, usually we do 15 day, 14 day challenges. This one is 30 days. Um, Cause we're insane. Because we're insane, it's going to let you bring a lot more to the table, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, just, it's going to be an easier pull for everyone involved. Um, I don't have to spend as much time selling it, which is also nice. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so 30 days, lots of value. Um, it's, I think it's going to be very, very interesting for a lot of the people who have sort of been curious about these things before and want to keep digging in, keep understanding, keep growing with us. Um, I have a question, Matt. Is this only for booking shows? No, we're also going to talk about booking tours, booking festivals, um, and then also, and then a lot of these same rules can apply to things like how do you get on a a, a podcast or how do you get on a cool review site? You know, we want to teach you all these things, it all that costs, and more. It only costs fifty dollars if you email Matt Bacon at. Matt at dropoutmedia.net, which you can find in the show notes. And he will take care of you and make sure that you get, um, that you get a place in our private Facebook group. With all exactly. The cool all the cool people. And then there's all sorts of fun bonuses, but we'll get into those at a different time. This yep. has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Are we done yet?